Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about the anti-cheat details that Bungie put in another blog post. They went into more detail. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live. I'm probably live right now. Say no to rage.com will bring you right to my Twitch channel if you're wanting to watch these. If you want to catch these as audio format podcasts, like just the whole episode, you can search for SNTR Presents on any of the podcast platforms. All those watching on YouTube, thank you so much. We went back to doing the video and the Q&A at the same time on YouTube. I felt bad because people didn't like it doing the other way. So I'll sacrifice some metrics just to get the content to you sooner because I know you guys like to listen to them all as one. Uh, on the YouTube channel. So I'm going to walk through a couple of things here. They talked about cheating, the rise of cheating. I'm going to address that. Uh, Then they talk about anti-cheat, what what they're doing with their anti-cheat, and then they they ended with their plans. But I want to start with what they did at the end of their little blog post. They talked about misconceptions about their anti-cheat. And some of this... Is, is, is pretty interesting and also contradictory to me, at least the way I view it. So the first misconception that Bungie wants to address is Bungie does not have an anti-cheat. So they, again, they want to address this head on. They say Destiny does have anti-cheat that consists of custom security code and a third-party security product used by many other AAA games. We have a team of senior security engineers working on anti-cheat. Anti-cheat isn't a yes or no thing. It's a, cons- it's a constellation of possible mitigations. We're always looking to add new stars to the constellation and strength ex- strengthen existing ones. So that's their definition of anti-cheat, okay? And it gets a little muddy here because I, the way they actually pull this off doesn't sound like anti-cheat, and here's why. Destiny relies on player reports or humans to identify cheaters. This is another misconception they're claiming that we have. The vast majority of punishment issues come from automated detection. We use player reports to help us identify emerging threats. Here's the real kicker. All automated detections are reviewed and verified by a human before punishment to minimize the risk of false positives. That right there isn't anti-cheat that <laughs> you're still you have a system that kicks out a report but then every single person that is suspected of cheating whether through automation or reports is as it says here all of these are reviewed and then verified by a human okay like i think that's the big breakdown here anti-cheat on the front end being more automated automatic banning automatic blocking keeping people from even being able to load up the game in most of our minds that is anti-cheat so i it's great that they have all these things in the background it's great that they're always trying to you know advance the cause and make things better but this is where the communication is breaking down okay if battle eye would have had to have everybody reviewed and verified there fortnite never would have gotten off the ground it would have been destroyed by cheaters same thing with apex legends if every single person that your automated system detects is cheating has to be reviewed and verified by a live person we're never going to get ahead of this we just aren't and, and i'm going to explain why that is since according to them they're banning way more people right now it's like you're banning way more people and you're still not getting all of them and you're telling us that every single every, every single one has to be verified okay another misconception they say destiny should use uh valve anti-cheat vac destiny does utilize some of vac's 
security features, and we have plans to utilize more. Bungie's security team and Valve's security team meet regularly to discuss the latest attacks and mitigations. That's actually the most encouraging part of this misconception section, the fact that they are working hand-in-hand with Valve, consistently meeting, and looking to use more of those security features. Please and thank you. We need more anti-cheat. We need better efforts. But that that's they they put that at the end of the blog. I wanted to start with it because I feel I feel like it really, really gives some context to some of the core problems here. Okay, cheating. According to Bungie, cheating has been up 50% since January and mostly present in the highest skill echelons. This is exactly what we were saying. We were like, I don't ever run into cheaters. I can't believe there's cheaters. There can't be that many cheaters. Well, it they're, they're mostly in the highest echelons and Bungie's admitting that cheating has been on a significant increase, a 50% increase since January, I would say, um, that they know of because <laughs> there's all the people that are cheating and not getting caught. Um, they went from doing 656 bans or restrictions per week to 2,133. So right now they're averaging almost four times the amount of bans per week that they did in the past. So they're, they're banning way more people. Now, again, this may be because they increased the staff. I mean, they said before Trials of Osiris came out, they were going to increase security measures. They, they had more people. They were kind of putting in charge of it. And, uh... That they're, they're banning it way, way more people now I don't know when they did this they said bans or restrictions I don't know what that means what's the difference between a ban and a restriction and if you're doing 2000 bans or restrictions how many are restrictions how many are temporary how many are permanent is are you banning are you banning 100 people a week and restricting 1900 and then those restrictions fall off after a week I'm just not sure what exactly they meant by that the phrasing was a little strange to me are these bans or restrictions what's the difference between a ban and a restriction why would you ban one and not and, and not another why would you restrict one and not another I don't I and, and again if there's a greater proportion of restrictions versus bans that may be part of the problem right now is that you're not actually doing a ban you're doing more restrictions again we don't know they admitted that DDoSing on PC is nearly extinct it like doesn't happen now I know console players are like oh please it's happening like crazy to us they address that a little bit later so then that's them just kind of saying, yeah, there's all kind of cheating going on. It's up. We're, we're doing everything we can. We're banning lots of folks. Now they talk about anti-cheat. They basically admit that peer-to-peer is being exploited as their servers lack a complete authority over the game. There's a bit of a hybrid here. There are Bungie servers. There are things that take place on Bungie servers and things that take place on your console or computer, and it's peer-to-peer. There's no actual server hosting the match, like a dedicated server. That's why you could get people's IP addresses. But And their servers have a lack of complete authority over the game environment, so people are using that as an exploit. They're taking advantage of the fact that we're in a a unique environment that's a hybrid peer-to-peer environment. They talked about aimbots, wall hacks, and uh, private details on how they aim to address it. So they admitted that there's aimbotting and wall hacking going on, but they're not telling us how they're going to mitigate that. That's understandable. I don't need to know what you're doing or how you're detecting it. I just need to know that you're committed to doing a much better job. They said that lag switching is a problem and they're cautious about false positives. I'm not going to put that high on on the, the front burner. I'm going to be like, you know what? You got to take care of the wall hacks and the aimbots first because I think those are a little bit more prevalent and frustrating. Lag switchers tend to, you know, be less prevalent and they also tend to hurt their own experience or lag out if they go too hard. 
They're offering, I'm sorry, they're hoping to offer DDoS solutions on consoles in the future. So they are looking into if that's a possibility, what they did with like, it's like a token essentially that you get instead of an IP address that keeps people from being able to see your IP. They're looking into doing that in the, at some point in the future. They didn't say in the near future. They said that, you know, they want to look at that's a possibility at some point in the future. Now, what are their plans? How are they going to achieve any of this? They are shifting employees. They want to shift more employees to, you know, focusing on anti-cheat, which is not surprising when you admit that your automated system doesn't really do anything other than give somebody a bunch of freaking homework. Hey, Greg, Steve, and Jan, you guys all now have to check all these automated systems and verify if we should ban these people. So it makes sense that they have to shift more people to anti-cheat because your anti-cheat is kind of not an anti-cheat it's a detection system that then needs a human person to verify and review i can't stress enough how how not efficient that is that's not what we need that's not what we need we need a much a much uh, a much better system That, that that to me is very discouraging hearing that's exactly how it works um then they talk about how teammates of cheaters might be banned which I don't really think this is the the <laughs> this really isn't the thing to focus on right now like teammates of cheaters uh, this feels like a scare tactic I don't even know how you could conceivably do this they said if you LFG and you realize someone's cheating back out and report them I got news for you if someone was cheating with me I'd have zero clue unless they were doing the blatantly obvious ones you know rapid firing their heavy weapon that they shouldn't have ammo for or resing themselves or having super like if I LFG'd to play de- to play trials of people it'd be really hard to know if they were using an aimbot or walling and if they started cracking off and getting good kills what am i supposed to do back out and report every person that is that is suddenly good i had that happen to me the other day i was playing with some viewers had a couple of bad games and all of a sudden i hit a bunch of snipes in a row it probably seemed like i was toggling and if you would have lfg'd with me you'd have been like i don't know dude that guy was trash he missed like all of his snipes and he just hit a bunch back to back like four or five in a row maybe he's cheating i don't know I don't even know why they mentioned that. It felt, again, more like a scare tactic to try to, like, you know, push people to say, oh, I'm not going to play with my friend. I know he's cheating. I don't know. Now, they're considering requiring more player investments. They even considered the idea that maybe it was a mistake to not require a paywall. I am going to continue to bang on this drum. If you suddenly require a bunch of time to go into trials or a paywall, the cheaters are going to do that. They have proven, the cheaters have proven that they will go to great lengths to cheat. If you start trying to put these silly, inconsequential barriers in front of them, they will bypass them, and you will more than likely stop honest players from playing trials. You want as many people as you want in trials. Don't take a balloon that's leaking air and start poking holes in it. That's not going to help. We already have people vacating the playlist. You've already addressed the fact that like we need to make tokens easier to spend and remove the win requirement and get people from low card farming. All those problems are targeted at more casual players and you're going to lose even more of them if you make it harder to go into trials. Make it easy to go into trials. Make it hard to go flawless. That's kind of how it's supposed to work. So I really don't think you want to start putting you know playtime requirements or paywall requirements in front of trials because cheaters have zero qualms spending money or time to ensure that they can cheat they have proven that in large measure and you're going to make more of the casuals leave you're already losing casuals from trials which is going to hurt the player base matchmaking and connection integrity long term 
don't double down on that exodus and make it even harder for people to jump in each season really really focus on your anti-cheat efforts and you won't need this like if you're gonna tell me there's been a 50% rise in cheating and you're banning 2,000 people a week do you honestly think a couple hundred hours of playtime or a paywall is gonna stop these people you got a groundswell of people cheating now I know what somebody might think well that might stop at least some of the people sure but at what cost how many honest players are you gonna lose if you put in too many barriers at the cost of like oh well we got some of the cheaters to stop playing I think better anti-cheat's a better solution than arbitrary barriers that might keep honest players out so we're gonna switch to Q&A if you're listening to this on iTunes Google Play Spotify or watching on YouTube you can always catch me live at say no to rage.com as always please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SMTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about the anti-cheat details that Bungie outlined in another blog. It was the second time they talked about it. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you could probably catch me live right now at saynotorage.com. That'll bring you right to my Twitch channel. And if you're watching on YouTube, I appreciate that very much. Like, share, subscribe, and the bell button. If you want to hear these as just podcast episodes, it's got the talk and the Q&A all together in one episode, you can look at a uh, up SNTR Presents on all of the podcast platforms. Someone in chat saying, I have a legit 97% accuracy on my apostate. Am I supposed to be banned too? I really don't buy a lot of people that have hundreds of hundreds of kills with accuracy ratings that high. If you pull a weapon out and you use it once or twice and you're extremely choosy with your shots so that you can maintain some crazy accuracy rating, sure. But when someone gets into the hundreds of kills and they have basically like a 97 to 100% accuracy rating, you're cheating. Small King with the first question. Should Bungie have an option in the game to make reporting cheating faster, especially for console players like myself? With the way the UI is built, I don't know if this is possible. I would think that they would want to make it as easy as possible, but at the same time, they don't want literally every single person just report spamming either. It's it's probably a fine line. Now, I don't think you make the UI slow and sluggish on purpose to like dissuade people from review spamming, but you it, you know I don't know. It it should be. I honestly don't think if I was going to update something, I would not. I would not allow people to disappear from the scoreboard just because they back out. Because a lot of people do that anyway. If they're just trying to go quickly, they're just re-queuing. We had guys the other day that we were pretty confident were cheating, and they didn't re-queue. They literally backed out of the game as fast as they could at the end. They left their buddy behind. So they didn't re-queue. If you re-queue, just like everybody kind of disappears from the game. They all leave. They go to the menu, they go to the director, and they re-queue. These guys literally backed out. To try to put just another barrier of frustration of like, well, now I got to go out to Steam and I got to go to recent players and I got to report them there. You, they're making it more difficult on me simply by backing out at the end. So if I was Bungie, I would lock in the player list at the end. So you can't do that. I, I, because it, I should be able to report. I should not have to leave the game to report. So if the menus are a little sluggish and slow, fine, whatever. But I should be able to come back here to this menu and hit the after action report and be like, okay, who was I playing with? I, why not? Like, why can't you do that? They were literally just here. You can't delay their their exodus. Uh, Exlandrol. 
Do you think their concerns regarding releasing more in-depth information about their anti-cheat are correct? More cheaters getting better software. Yeah, this is always a touchy subject. I really didn't talk about it. I really didn't talk about it in my in my video. Um, but whenever you talk about cheating, it's risky. If so, if when they talk about this, they basically announce to the world, right? Because there are articles now. It's not just Bungie's blog. I saw articles written about this. Bungie addresses cheating, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so now the world knows that you can go into Destiny and use aimbots, wall hacks, lag switching, and a host of other things. You can take advantage of the fact that it's a peer-to-peer hybrid system. So, it's always touchy whenever you bring this up. Because now you're drawing attention to the fact that people are cheating, which can promote more cheating. Right? It's kind of a catch-22. You say nothing and the community gets angry because you're not talking about it. You talk about it and you inevitably promote it. Just That's just part of what's happening right now, okay? But they also have to be careful with how much they say. There, there's not a... There's not a way for them to say, well... We're, we're going to do this, 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 and this, and here's the background architecture, and here's how we're going to do it. First of all, the, 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 we don't even need to know that as players. I don't need to know that, and neither do you. They don't need to go through like a GDC conversation press conference to be like, okay, here's how all the, the, the anti-cheat works. But if they tell us they're working on it, we're just like, okay, thank you. Like, they can't say much more than that. All you're going to do is feed the people information about how to craft the cheats. I mean, the fact that they even went into detail about the fact that they run a peer-to-peer sort of hybrid system and that people are taking advantage of that and exploiting that. I mean, that is, in some respects, giving information to the cheat creators to be like, hey, you can you, you can leverage this, you know? Parasito. Steam has anti-cheat is the narrative from Bungie. Bungie. Where is the disconnect with this accepted definition? Or what will it take for everyone to be on the same page without compromising Bungie systems? Steam has anti-cheat is the narrative from Bungie. I'm not sure what you mean, Paris. You said, where is the disconnect with the accepted definition? I think from Bungie's perspective, what they're doing in the back end is anti-cheat. It is their attempt to stop anti-cheat. So from their perspective, they're like, yeah, that's anti-cheat. It would be like, I put a club on the steering wheel of my car and like, yeah, that's an anti-theft device. And you're like, yeah, I guess, but like anti, that's, oh, I could say that's my security system, right? (laughs) That's my security system. Like, well, traditionally security system would be something that's actually like automated. Like if someone opens the car door, there's an alarm that goes off and scares them away. The club's not like an automated system. It's not, it's, it's not like a, a piece of software. It's literally just a club on the steering wheel. They're saying the game has anti-cheat while we say it has detection right this is exactly what i'm talking about paris like anytime you're going to have a debate or a discussion you have to agree upon definitions of terms so if you and i were going to debate the viability of different security measures on car theft and i and you we were going to use the term security system all right it's very confusing for me to step forward and say my, you know, my advanced security system 
makes it literally impossible for somebody to move the steering wheel. People in the audience might be like, wow, that's really elaborate software. How does it do that? Does it do a retinal scan? Does it scan their fingerprints? No, it's the club from the 90s. It's a physical item that prevents the steering wheel from moving. Do you see what happens? I'm saying security system, and the audience is presuming that I literally mean a system, like a piece of software, a system in the car that will prevent it from the steering wheel moving, and I'm referring to something that most people would say, that's not a security system. It's a boot, it's a, it's a boot for your steering wheel. It's a physical item that you're just putting on the steering wheel. That's not a security system, you know? Oh, I got a security system. His name's Gary, and he's real grumpy, and it's my freaking dog, you know? My security system has a learning brain and can actually smell when someone unfamiliar is in the home. People are like, what the frick? Your security system can smell? Yeah, it's my dog. Oh, you idiot. That's not a security system. That's your dog. So when Bungie's like, we have anti-cheat, and the community's like, what? Where? I didn't install anything. What are you talking about? The general audience in the gaming community is like, okay, anti-cheat's like Punk Buster. I installed that back in like late 90s for Quake 3, and now we got like Battle Eye. And Bungie's like, no, 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 we have anti-cheat. We're like, okay, what is it? And you're like, well, it's this thing back here. It's automated, and we have to review it. And people are like, well, that's not really what most of us would define as anti-cheat. You see what you see what I'm saying? You have to have agreed upon definitions or you get into the quandary that we're in now where Bungie's laid out now two times in a blog, basically wagging their finger, as it were, in the face of people like myself that have been saying for months, there's no anti-cheat. And guess what? I'm going to keep saying it because this isn't anti-cheat. There is an accepted colloquialism within gaming and your version of anti-cheat. It ain't what we all think of when we think of anti-cheat. So you can call it something else maybe, but I'm not going to change what I say just because you write a couple of blog posts. Anti-cheat in the gaming world is not what Bungie outlines in their blog post. What they outline is cool, it's great, it's awesome that you're linking arm in arm with other companies or Steam or you're using something, you're using security measures that a lot of AAA studios use. You gotta meet us on the ground and how we communicate. You're saying security system and everybody's hearing security system and thinking of something else. And that is why I'm going to continue to say you don't have anti-cheat. You have an automated detection system that requires a human person to review and verify. That is not anti-cheat. And so I I guess there's a PR effort here to make sure that the community thinks or or cheaters think that though it's automated, they're going to catch you. And just like, oh, they're going to ban teammates of people that are cheating. It just feels like scare tactics at this point. Side quest. The matchmaking playlist did a great job bringing new players into the survivalist playlist. Wasn't perfect, but you think matchmaking playlist could help bolster trials? Paul Tassie is in support of this. I am not. Okay. The way I look at it is Bungie creates tip of the pyramid content that has to be of a certain essence. It has to be of a certain essence. So the hardest nightfalls, raids, dungeons and all crucible gets that is like this is trials okay so 
I don't want to go up to the tip of the of the PvP pyramid and dilute or chisel that down. If if you want to play trials, then you got to find people to play with. Raids same deal. The game's been out long enough that it's educated you as a player that your expectation should be when you leave the lower hemisphere of the game and go to the upper echelons, you must find a team. I don't think we would benefit by them diluting that. Now, you might push back and say, but that would put more players in the player pool. Sure. I can feed more people with this pot of soup if I add a bunch of water to it. Well, we only have enough soup for 20 people. Okay, put a bunch of water in it, and now we can feed 30 people. So sure, I can feed more people. You can get more people into the playlist, but if you dilute the the recipe and you water it down you run the risk of actually damaging the what i would consider to be sort of the the recipe for good end game content um i don't think it's good for the playlist long term to have stacks running over just match make bounty grinders like people not even using their communications not even using their microphone i'm against having the option i am I'm against having the option. I think certain pieces of content in Destiny need to be protected and considered almost sacred as if like a raid or trials. These are at the very, very tippity top. And what we know traditionally is they don't get engagement with most of the player base. I don't think it would suit the purposes to be like, let's just dump the player base in there. Again, I'm not going to disagree with you. I can water down the soup and feed more people, but am I feeding them something that starts to lack in substance and something unique? What's unique about this? If it's just another playlist and just more matchmaking and just more bounty grinders that don't give a crap about anything, is that good for the trials playlist? In In the long run, is it good? In the short term, you will benefit. Okay, you'll benefit. Yeah, you'll get more people in there. Long term, I think matchmaking for Grandmaster Nightfalls, raids, dungeons, and trials, I actually think would be to the detriment of those activities and would not help. Um, So, recoveries are tolerated. Cheating is prominent. I feel like why not have matchmaking? Players don't treat it as sacred. Um, I... I don't know. Lono's 100% wrong. I mean, I can't really be wrong in this. I think, traditionally speaking, Bungie has treated their endgame like this. That You have to come in with a pre-made team. If there's a certain level of, of synchronized gameplay and communication required, Bungie requires a team, whether it's a raid, a Grandmaster Nightfall, a dungeon, or Trials. Trials is literally the most communication-dependent environment in Destiny. It's more communication-dependent than, like, a raid, and you want to throw matchmaking into it. I just... I really don't think I can be wrong in this regard. You can want it, you can think that it would be better, but I think, ultimately, it's very easy to see that this would actually be poor... like, bad for the... like, that particular game mode. I think it would be bad for the game mode. And listen... To, to be fair, alright, to be fair, I don't think it's helpful five years into the franchise to start asking for things that are outside the realm of, that, of the identity of the tip of the pyramid. The tip of the pyramid in Destiny, the identity of that content is make a team, it's gonna be tough, right? Right? 
make a team, it's going to be tough. So, <laughs> to suddenly say, okay, we can have that as part of the identity of Destiny's Endgame, except for in Trials, I I don't know. I, I just think you would end up diluting the playlist. Like, going flawless, all you'd have to do is get a couple of good good runs in and, like, run into a bunch of match-made teams. And uh, these match-made teams would literally just be cannon fodder for the first three or four games. They'd almost never get four or five or six wins. They'd never go up to the up, upper echelons. So you would just really, really lopside the playlist. Like, everything would be just all just, just nonsense, easy games on the bottom half of the card. It would dilute what the player base is supposed to feel like. A separate playlist like survival again no one ever zooms out here you're poking holes in a balloon that's already losing air so you look at a playlist that's struggling and traditionally trials has always struggled to have a vibrant and large player base because you know when people vacated look at what happened when they went to rise of iron the bounty suddenly didn't give new items and the casuals vacated trials and the matchmaking took longer and the connection integrity went down and so you're looking at that you're looking at that touchy like system and saying i've got an idea let's do another playlist let's slice off a portion of the player base and put them over here you're again that that by definition is diluting because now you're taking a playlist that's already struggling and you're giving people the reason to never go in there oh that's the sweaty version of trials i don't want to do that that's where all the stacks hang out that's where all the pre-made teams hang out and then you and then you would completely dilute it anecdotal no it's mathematically provable that when incentive to avoid a playlist happens the playlist gets harmed by a lack of people going into it like you can look at the mathematical trends you can look at the player base numbers and look at the trends that happened when rise of iron showed up and and you can look at the reddit and forum and twitter and me and anybody else who said yeah i stopped playing trials in rise of iron because i couldn't get any of the new loot so all the incentive was gone and i left and then you can look at all the complaints from the hardcore community that continued to play trials as the player base numbers went down matchmaking times went longer they got in more games that were more laggy and they said that everything was super super sweaty you can't slice, you can't do this. We have too many hoppers as it is in PvP. We have like eight options. You're taking a player base that's shrinking and you're giving them tons of ways to like slice up and separate. I don't know. I I really don't think, I. oh, was he saying the other person's stuff was anecdotal because they said they have a good experience in solo? It, l- listen, if you're going to go into the end game of Destiny, Bungie has made it clear for the last five going on six years that the tip of the pyramid content requires a pre-made fire team. I don't think there's any reason to start going back on that now. There are other solutions well in hand to fill the player pool. Like, address the primary concerns first. Removing the win requirement. Making it a little bit easier to get tokens and turn them in. Um... Motivating really, really good teams to go up to games four, five, six, and seven. Really put better rewards in the flawless chest. You start addressing those core fundamental, you know, identity problems with the game mode before you start saying, no, 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 we should do a freelance playlist for trials. I, that, that is not what we need right now. That is such a an, an overreaction. And it's also, I don't even think it gets at the core issues with the playlist. I really don't think so. Everything we've been asking for is in the blog post. They talked about all the problems and they want to address those problems, whether it's a lack of adept weapons, whether it's a lack of, you know, being able to turn in your tokens or whether it's a lack of incentives to leave games one through three, like 
that all of that is is structured in a way to say like they clearly listen to what we said they're taking target and aim at those things raids have guided games you you just proved everything for me by invoking guided games <laughs> guided games you want you want to put that in your corner of the boxing ring right now that weak limping pile of nonsense come on bro I'm I, that that's not even fair you're making it too easy for me guided games is awful it didn't work it wouldn't work here like all you would do is siphon off so many players from the trials playlist you would make it terrible for anybody who wants to play week in week out you would just drain it of any mid laner casual players it's still in beta that's right guided games is still in beta I gotta, I gotta move on we spent a lot of time on that one soccer mom do you think that user dev publisher relations as a whole would be better if more games had a community as critical and talkative as destiny community is well I don't know if that helps you know do you think publishers want to get down on the muck and the mire of user feedback no they want to give money and make money like that's their job that's their job is to keep their shareholders happy and they want to see margins go up they want to give you a sum of money and get a great return on it I don't see them wanting to get down into the muck and the mire of like consumer feedback and market testing you know look at the tried and true look at the tried and true history of video game marketing um for proof of this right well I mean what are they what are they done I mean until recent like in in recent years they've kind of switched but what are they what have they done up to now that like the marketing and the strategy for promoting games is to completely overhype and oversell and under deliver I know like it would be great if a publisher could really catch the vision of the value of a community like us but like I don't think they care about that. They just want really efficient machines to spit out a product and have it make money, you know? And you'd have to show them on the bottom line, like, well, if you get a community like this, 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 uh, vibrance and is great at feedback and you get like a symbiotic relationship between, you know, developer and the user, well, then now you're in a position to make more money. Well, you'd have to be able to prove that somehow. And it's dependent upon a social experiment. To a certain degree, like what we do as the Destiny community is a social experiment that went right. Like it went in the right direction. A lot of games that doesn't happen. Like examples would be probably Anthem or I wouldn't say Division. Division Division's another example of hey, if you can really get down into the 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 muck and the mire here with the community and really, really get some great feedback, it, it can be really profitable. But a lot of companies are going to say, that's an intangible. We don't even know if that's going to happen. Right? We don't even know if a community is going to rally around the game to give us to give us that level of feedback and that kind of consistent level of feedback. Like, it, even if even if you can get people that like your game enough... The, the other question would be, can you even make the changes fast enough to keep things going? Like, Bungie kind of pulled off the impossible. They made changes so infrequently those first couple of years. It's like, it's amazing they retained a player base. <laughs> you know? It really is. 
Bungie's all speak and no action. They've been that way for a long time. We've been asking for stuff and they completely detour away. They won't listen anytime soon. See, I ranted about this earlier. What you just typed is fundamentally bankrupt and empty. It's honestly stupid to even say that. So for five going on six years, they're all speaking no action. They listen. They don't even listen. They don't even make changes that we want. Except I can sit here and get out a Kroger-sized receipt and list all the changes that they put into the game that we've asked for. All the improvements that they've made to the game. And you just ignore all of that and you're like, no, nah, they're all speak no action. They never do anything that we ask. They don't do any of the things that we like. I ranted about this earlier. I am just absolutely wrung out by people like you. It's exhausting to have to listen to you. That isn't true. You just speak in big, grandstanding, far-reaching, broad-stroke platitudes to act like they've never listened, they don't do what we ask, always two steps backwards, it's the longest-running beta in history, this game is thin garbage. And it's just like, okay, why would? how am I supposed to engage with that? We're supposed to talk about how Forsaken directly applied a litany of quality of life improvements and then a year later they did it again with Shadowkeep and then Luke Smith comes out and specifically encapsulates the frustrations of the higher, more top 10%, more aspirational player base. He perfectly summarizes our frustrations and is taking aim at them in year four. But they're all speaking no action. I just, it's just exhausting to have to constantly listen to things that you're not saying anything. You're just taking some giant broad swing haymaker at the game to be like, just always two steps backwards. Bam! And it's like, okay, like what? Like, <laughs> we, we completely become, we become, this is, this is a problem in gaming. We become inoculated to quality improvements because they become expectations. They become expectations. So when they refine leveling and they give us armor 2.0 and they give us the artifact and they give us bounties, something we complained about a bunch in year two, and they give us all those things, we become inoculated to the fact that like, oh, these are really good quality ads that we directly asked for. And then we only focus on the negative. Well, yeah, bounties suck, dude. Everything's bounty focused. Really? You don't have to do them. I mean, I grab bounties and go into strikes periodically to show people it's not that hard to complete bounties. Just change your weapons a few times. Guardian Games bounties are absurd. They're way too specific. But prior to bounties in Guardian Games showing up, people completely overstate how bad bounties are. Not 100% wrong. Bad argument, sure. But we ask for 3 plus 3 and Bungie gives us 12 divided by 2. We get a similar end state, but not how we like. But again, that always comes down to differences of perception. How many people are thrilled with the way that leveling has changed? A lot of people are so much happier with the way leveling is now. They're thrilled that they can boot up, they can grab bounties, and they can just like automatically level. It just kind of happens. I'm thrilled. I barely touch milestones right now. Dude, I'm so happy about that. That's great. That's so good. Now, you might be like, yeah, but I mean, we asked for this and we got that. We asked for 3 plus 3 and we got 12 divided by 2. And both routes get us to 6, but I'm not happy about the way that they did it. Again, sometimes it just comes down to like different players in the community asking for different things. Oh, double primary is not hated universally. 
there were a lot of PvP and Crucible guys that defended double primary, like, ardently. It's shocking, but it, was, it happened. There were people that thought double primary was great. <laughs> I didn't, but... I gotta move on. I just, I wanted to include that rant because that that is one of the things lately <clears throat> in the discussion in the community that I just find to be unhelpful. I get that you want to rant and you want to let some steam off, but it's just, there's no way for anybody to engage with a statement that at its core is false and untrue and doesn't really help get us anywhere. You just... It's always two steps backwards with Bungie. All they ever do is repeat the same mistakes. Well, the public event not having matchmaking, that's a repeated mistake, and I've I've hammered them for that. I haven't even done my video about the updated uh, the updated tower event. I've not even done my video on that. I'm going to hammer them for that. What a what a giant mistake that was. But then I look at the bunkers, I look at the guns, I look at the warmine cells, I look at the legendary lost sectors, and I'm like, they made some good choices here. This is pretty good. If you're going to reuse existing content, I, I kind of like how they did some of it. Do you see what? Do you see the difference there? Instead of being like, well, here's one thing that makes me mad. I'm going to use this to paint the whole season with a broad brush. Well, there's nothing gained by that. It, like, one of the dilemmas with some of the things they did from D1 to D2 is Bungie heard negative feedback and they just press the delete button oh people get tired of investing in their gear and grinding for god rolls delete static rolls what (laughs) people are tired of getting one shot by uh, secondaries people want primary focus gameplay boop delete double primary wait what (laughs) some of that I think is in line uh, is in line with the way that we provide our feedback. It wasn't towards PvE, I was referring to PvP and anti-cheat. Well, but, okay, but you can't say that either, Karma. First of all, anti-cheat just just developed as a new problem in the history of the franchise. So it's hard for you to make like an all-encompassing statement about they're all talk and no action. Especially when they say they've increased staff and they're banning way more people. That to me is action. I don't think it's a very efficient system. But it's really difficult for me to read that and be like, yeah, they're all talk, no action. You want to talk about quality of life of PvP, again, like, we're always in this rut of people don't like the meta, so they complain about it. And then people that really zoom out on the meta, a lot of the higher skill guys have talked about how, like, the meta's in a really good place, it's been in a pretty good place, it's been in a more balanced place than it's ever been. Now, Hardlight and Suros are obviously getting, you know, I think deserved criticism. But by and large, the meta's been in a pretty decent place for, like, the last, I don't know, nine months? So, they didn't say they increased staff by 50%. So, I don't know. Again, that just feels like this far-reaching, sweeping smack in the face that, like, doesn't really achieve anything. It doesn't feel like a conversation. It just feels like, again, just this broad-stroke haymaker that doesn't achieve anything. I, I don't know. And also, Crucible basically is still living under the shadow of double primary. So whenever you're like, oh, they're all talk, no action, it's like, well, they're still trying to put back together this puzzle, man. Somebody somebody in charge somewhere really, really destroyed the identity of Crucible with double primary and really linear, flat, choke point heavy maps. Like, that, that is still, that is still rearing its ugly head to this day. The Leaky Valve. Ever think Bungie could have paid position to watch streams ETC for live cheating? Say you suspect a cheater 
and you reach out to said lurker and they can check stats or whatever. Yeah, I don't know if they want to do this because then it kind of feels like I, that's dangerous. They said that they said that Grandmaster Nightfall should be watchable and Reddit freaking lost their minds, right? Like <laughs> um they lost their minds. So I uh <laughs> I don't think they want to start making it seem like they're they're like helping streamers catch cheaters, you know? Like, yep, yeah, dude, they're hanging out in that stream all day and they're banning people. Does that make sense? It would seem like preferential treatment at, at, to a certain degree. It's high noon. If level becomes completely streamlined, will it matter how fast Bungie makes us level? Level slow or fast? Well, that's the beauty of sort of like automatic linear leveling is you can create a baseline right you create a baseline as long as you're playing this many hours it should net you this much of a level each day there's your baseline and there's gonna be people that go way above that baseline the hardcore players are gonna blow that out of the water they're gonna level up in a couple days to a week who gives a frick about them? That's not why they play the game anywhere. Like a hardcore player playing 16 hours a day complaining about leveling speed is like is like somebody who overeats and complains about a stomach ache and their weight problem. It's like, you're the one that's overeating. Of course your stomach hurts and of course you're gaining weight. You're eating an entire pizza for dinner. Like, it's, come on. You overconsume the content. You're like, oh dude, the leveling is so fast right now. It's like, you literally played 72 hours like in the first four to five days of the content. Of course leveling feels fast. You're overeating and getting a stomach ache. Like, so leveling should just be linear and almost autom- automatic. As long as you're playing, you create a baseline. And when you create a baseline, that makes it easier for content pacing. So, you know the average player puts in X amount of hours. And you create a baseline that says after two weeks, most of the player base will hit level X. Level X is required for this new content. You have now created a rhythm where they feel like they've achieved something. Hey, in two weeks, we're launching this cool thing, and you got to be this power level to hit it. And Bungie knows that the average player puts in X amount of hours a week, and their baseline for leveling will get most players to that required level. So now the pacing of the content and the levels of the content and the, and the, the echelons of endgame can be within reach of people. And then, what's the primary difference between Glad's team running a Grandmaster Nightfall and, you know, your team? Skill, awareness, loadout, whatever. You're not like, oh, I can't go in there. I'm not 1025. I didn't play enough. I didn't run enough pinnacles. I should have really applied myself. No. A month into the content, you know, yeah, most of the player base that's playing regularly, they'll hit this leveling echelon because we have set the baseline of leveling to be this, and we know people put in this many hours, this many hours over this many weeks equals this level. Here is Grandmaster Nightfalls, and people can take a crack at it if they want. You're not suddenly making it to where like, yeah, I would have, but I got really, really bad pinnacle RNG or, well, the best way to level is to live in a lost sector. You remove that need to play in a weird way or get frustrated by bad RNG and you just put people on a path and then you can start focusing on things that actually matter, like chasing loot. You know, hey, you're max level. Bungie knows at 
the average player will hit max level five to six weeks in because they created the baseline and if a majority of the player base hits max level five to six weeks in Bungie knows that's plenty of time for like a new daily item grind to suddenly become available to you and if you do this right average player times go up and if average player times go up then they get to things earlier in the season and that's good too because now they're like oh I can do the targeted weapon grind or the daily rotation grind items I can do that now I got here a little earlier you start to as it was so eloquently put I believe it was soldier on music who said destiny one turned casuals into hardcores this is how you turn casuals into hardcore you give them the ability to just kind of play and level and go into the areas they enjoy most and then when they hit max level the whole world opens up to them and there's all these new things to chase and do and they're like oh wow these are tangible items that I can you know put my hands on as it were instead of a number going up on their on their their title our leveling number has become so superfluous it doesn't who who pays attention to that number anymore unless you're running trials because then you're like oh man this guy's been running pinnacles he's a legit thousand ten like you know and you're sitting on like a thousand three that's the only real time I check somebody's power level number it's just it doesn't it's so meaningless now when Activision posted the image that they banned 70,000 cheaters, it was met positively. Would Bungie releasing ban stats on a weekly, monthly basis be received well by the community? Well, man, I just think it's problematic right now, especially because... Um, so when I played Fortnite, you could kind of run into cheaters anywhere. And they were kind of everywhere. Why? Well, it's a battle royale. The way Destiny works, as they said, most of the cheaters hang out at the higher upper echelons, okay? So, it's risky to say, hey, we just banned a bunch of people. You got two potential responses to them saying that. The hardcore players are like, no, you're not. I'm running into them all the time. You're not doing a very good job, Bungie. Thanks, but no thanks. I'm running into cheaters all weekend. I, it, uh, uh, Game Sager. Anthony was tweeting about it. He's like, I just, I can't. I can't do it. Wish You Luck was tweeting about it. If you're trying to go flawless, you need cheaters on your team. And he started to show that a lot of people playing have very suspicious stats. Some of these players are helping streamers carry folks to the lighthouse. Sip that tea all you want. Go down that rabbit hole if you feel like it. But if you come out and say, yeah, we're banning X number of thousands of people a week, you're going to potentially you're going to potentially frustrate the people that continue to run into them. That's one response. Response number two. I don't ever run into cheaters. Why are you guys wasting time with this? Everybody at the lower echelons has been saying that. How long, how long have we had to sit here and tell people cheating is a growing problem? I don't ever run into cheaters. What are you talking about? I think people are really overstating this, Lono. I think people are really exaggerating it. And what was my comeback every time? They are screaming past you. They're getting to the end of the, they're getting the end of the trials card. They're getting to the higher echelons of comp and you're never interacting with them. And here comes Bungie to be like, yep, that's exactly what's going on. There is a much, much higher saturation of cheaters in the higher echelons of skill. G. I wonder why you're never running into cheaters. Yeah, or you're on console. <laughs> 
So you got you run the risk of two problems. Frustration at the fact that it doesn't feel like they're banning any cheaters, or frustration at the fact that it feels like you guys are focusing on something that doesn't even matter right now. I never run into cheaters. Next question. A while ago, you said that something about Phil Spencer's tweet being suspicious about Bungie's breakaway. Do you think Bungie has Microsoft Studio that could help with anti-cheat and other topics in Destiny? There's no reason for me to think this. I don't think they would lock arm-in-arm with Microsoft to address anti-cheat because they're not partnered with them in any semblance of a way right now. This current iteration of Destiny has nothing to do with Microsoft. It's between Bungie and Steam. So this prediction rings hollow for me. I would think if they're working with Microsoft, it's to... It's to leverage development staff to build the next game in the engine for that they're using for Halo Infinite. And we might be able to build Destiny in that. That would be my only thought process. Is that they need a development partner. They know that. They had a development partner in Vicarious Visions and they could get one in Microsoft. That's more that to me seems more it, it, it feels like a big, huge fantasy land dream to be like, oh my gosh, Bungie back with Microsoft. What a thing that could be right now. It seems almost un, unimaginable, but I think something's going on in the background with Microsoft. So, if... But I don't think it has anything to do with anti-cheat. I really don't. Uh, Lord of Wolves. Bungie themselves have considered a time wall of about 100 hours. Would this be just as damaging as a paywall. It would. It really would. Because cheaters have shown they'll go to great lengths to cheat. Okay? Think about it like this. The people that are going to great lengths to cheat have something that's driving them to do that. Some sort of a motivation. And they're willing to pay money and put in the time and have extra accounts and backup accounts to keep cheating. Okay? So there's some sort of a strong motivation right there to to continue cheating. Okay? Okay? You're trying to put enough in their way that they stop. And I think that's a difficult thing to do. That's why banning is needed. Because of that, because of that, I would worry that you're going to you're going to put these barriers in place and less motivated players, players that are less bothered about all these extra things are going to be like, "I don't really care to to do that." 100 hours is approximately 4 days, which just so happens to be the perfect amount of time in between trials closing and reopening again I just I think to me listen listen to what Bungie's saying let's like let's let's like add up the the incoherentness of this all right let's let's add up the incoherentness to this cheating has gone up by 50 percent we're banning four times the amount of people that we used to ban almost four times we went from about 600 to 2100 it's very close to being four times the amount. So it's only gone up by a 50% and yet they're banning four times the amount of people. You think in that scenario where you're struggling to keep up with the demand of cheaters, people are still running into cheaters in trials even while you're banning 2,000 people a week. You think a paywall or a time requirement is going to be enough. That just sounds like logically incoherent to me. All you're going to end up doing, and again, keep in mind, in this same blog post, Bungie writes about how they're going to address the casuals leaving trials. Now, they didn't say this, but when you address the problem of like, we can't get our third win, we can't turn our tokens in, we're getting beat up by really strong teams low card farming, all of that is like addressing casuals not playing anymore. 
So in one breath, you're admitting that casuals are leaving the player pool and you want to try to fix that. And then in the next breath, you're going to be like, well, we're also considering doing these things that would likely push casuals out of the player pool, whether it's requiring money or requiring a bunch of play hours. And the money and the play hours are just not a barricade to cheaters. Look at what they're doing. They're buying accounts off of eBay. They're paying a subscription fee to use a wall hack. They create backup accounts and grind them up enough to get the revoker. Like, a, 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 a time requirement or a paywall requirement is just not going to do anything other than bop people out that either haven't bothered buying the season but they like running trials with their buddies or it's a new player who comes in and wants to try it out now I don't think new light players are my primary concern here I just feel like the paywall you're basically going to do what everybody knows is problematic the minute you monetize crucible you fragment your player base you do how many thousands of players right now skip a season and they're like yeah I'll play trials every once in a while and they're just there as a nice extra current of players in the player pool and all of a sudden, wham, they hit a wall. No, you can't come in here. You didn't buy the uh, the season pass. It just doesn't seem like it's going to help. It really doesn't. You'd have to ask Bungie, how many people in that first two weeks, how many people in the player pool were non-season pass holders? Because you want them to come back. Hey, somebody bought some coffee. I don't know how many times that's procced. I'll turn the alert back on. If you bought some coffee, thank you for doing that. Mad Mitch with the next question. What game develop, uh, gamer developer do you believe Bungie should model their anti-cheat practices after? Anybody who's got one front-facing that consistently updates and automatically bans people. If it's automated and you have to review everything, that's kind of the antithesis of automated. Like, that's not automated. As I said, it's a robot going through a factory placing post-it notes on all these boxes and a living person has to walk behind and check each individual one to both as they said review and verify that ain't exactly automated that ain't exactly automated it's like quasi automated your 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 automation system is finding people but then those people have to be reviewed and verified it just, it seems very, very much to be, you know, all, all way too slow. What do you think about letting higher echelon players the ability to insta-ban and their bans could be viewed by the public, let the community police the community? That sounds absolutely terrible. It's not our job. Uh, next question. Do you think Bungie should have their servers have complete authority over Crucible matches? Well, that certainly would be great, wouldn't it? I mean, that, that's dedicated servers, though. We don't have that environment right now. JMD. Hey, Lono, due to videos coming out showing how people have been gold medal farming, do you think Bungie needs to do something about this? That's off subject, and I'm I'm open to talking about this after Q&A, but I, want, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. I'll give you a very brief answer. I think Bungie's going to need to do something because something stinks I really don't think I really don't think the win ratio right now for Titans I don't think it's legitimate I think something else is going on and I can give you my whole birds of a feather flock together theory very quickly if you are going to cheat in Guardian games you would want to see tangible evidence of the cheat working I think people privately decided 
to rally around cheating with titans is what I think that's what I think is going on if you're just going to cheat to cheat you're not going to see the effect of that cheat if you don't rally together again birds of a feather flock together if you're going to do something nefarious like DDoS a website or something like that you want to see evidence of it working that's what I think is going on so and people are like well anybody could do that with any class you probably can but are you going to be able to join against it's like when Howard Stern got people to vote for the worst singer it, it, you rally people around a trollish cause and they love to feel the power of downvoting a video or seeing the titan flag go up because they're cheating like that's what I think is going on how many people would it take a 1.2 million community they're doing it all day every day a couple thousand people could make a huge dent a couple thousand people could make a huge dent Parasito do we need more transparency from Bungie regarding metrics how many people they're seeing and cheating what kind of cheats they see this is where I think you can go down a little bit too far they don't want to focus on this we don't need like a cheat report every week B Hilton with the player base tanking in the last couple of weeks do you think Bungie should just get rid of trials make the fixes needed and bring it back during another season a lot of folks have made this suggestion um I mean this to me is just so incredible that PVE just continues to you know one point a million people have played PVE yesterday I'm sorry PVE a million and a hundred thousand played trials more people played raids yesterday than trials 148,000 uh, we haven't had a new raid in a while raids have not been in high demand for a while and more people ran raids yesterday than played trials that's pretty bad it's a larger fire team uh, and it's less relevant and less new and trials has slipped below daily engagement of raids that's pretty bad but I don't know if that means you delete it from the game and bring it back later I think you kind of have to let it fester and just learn from it you know it's unfortunate but I kind of think so I'm curious what is PVE in the tower because everyone goes to the tower as far as I know, it doesn't register unless you touch down on a planet. And so I don't know what percentage of the community is booting up to just go to a planet and not do anything. I think it's because a huge portion of the community boots up and and runs runs public event stuff. You know, they just do it. They just sit and patrol. Yeah, what I'm saying though, Praise, is I don't think people are booting up and like checking on the EDZ and then shutting the game down. You know, does that make sense? They're booting up and playing. There, there are that. There are lots of people just booting up and running around in patrol, hundred percent. But I don't think like the PVE number is juiced because people are like booting up and just like, yeah, let me see what's going on in the EDZ. All right, cool, I'm done for the day. I don't think so. I think the player base numbers settle into a very predictable total, and I think it's obvious that there's a lot of people just sort of casually playing PvE right now. And you see that as, like, the numbers started out strong, and then Crucible just keeps going down, and PvE stays strong. I really don't think it's because people are, like, checking in for the day and then shutting down. I really don't think so. Uh, White Mamba 5. When playing comp, I played a multiplayer and out played a multiplier. And after he did it twice, oh, maybe you were like, "Was he's multiplying?" And he got his partner to get auto kicked. Do you think update Thursday added a detection of such things? I have no idea, homie. It might have just been dumb luck. It could have created instability in the game, and his buddy just DC'd. I don't honestly know. 
Do you think since Bungie didn't build a PC version for D2 that they are learning on the fly regarding PC anti-cheat with all the updates they have to do? It seems like anti-cheat isn't intentionally taking a back seat. I don't think it works this way, man. I think you get an anti-cheat piece of software that detects you do the research, you find the cheats, you find the wall hacks and the and the bots and you create an anti-cheat that installs. People are like, I can't believe Valorant installs at like a kernel level. Well, most, if not all, anti-cheat programs do. <laughs> so people created this big like, oh, scare thing about Valorant when there's been articles written about this. Like, go read them. Like, a lot of the anti-cheat installs at that level because that's one of the only ways you're going to detect it. Uh, Studelicious, or studelicious, probably. Sorry for the dumb question, but how do they know there are cheaters? Do they go off the reported players or the software pickup? Well, if you were, you might not have been here for the talk. I read through the blog post. You might need, you might want to go read it if you want more detail that I'm about to give you. They basically said they have automated systems in the background that detect, but then they have to review and verify. So I essentially armchair, very basic understanding. They have a report that's like, this player is suspicious. And then they go and review it. And they're like, yeah, this guy's cheating. He's doing something. And then they ban them. So it still requires a live person. Loop. Are the Titans cheating in Guardian Games? Already answered that question just a moment ago. Parasito. Anti-cheat isn't a yes or no thing. Is that completely bull, says Paris. Either someone is cheating or isn't. There are multiple avenues. But does the ambiguity lend itself to Bungie not having a grasp on it? That's not why they said that, Paris. When they said anti-cheat is not a yes or no thing, I think they were trying to argue that like anti-cheat is is essentially a, a, an effort, right? It's an effort that they have in place. It's not like a yes or no. They said right here, anti-cheat is not a yes or no thing. It is a constellation of possible mitigations. What they mean is it's not like a, you either have anti-cheat or you don't. They're saying no, anti-cheat is a constellation of possible mitigations. You see how they're defining anti-cheat? It's not software you install that detects and bans people. It's a bunch of different things that they're doing. They are basically defining a philosophy, an effort, as opposed to an actual tangible piece of software. They're not saying that like, oh, people are either cheating or they're not. They're not saying that. They're saying it's actually a a combination of efforts to keep people from cheating, which again is not how a lot of us would define anti-cheat. They're trying to say anti-cheat is the movement, not the action. Right, it's the I would describe it this way. They're saying that anti-cheat is a philosophy that leads to an effort, and we would say anti-cheat is the software that you install. So they're saying, no, it's a bunch of different things, and we're always happy to add more stars to the constellation. As what T-Funk is saying, anti-cheat software, it's a team, it's a report, it's a lawsuit against the hacker websites. That's what Bungie's saying. They have a philosophy that we don't want people to cheat, and that leads to an anti-cheat effort that has multiple different things going on. The confusion and the reason they should have just never done this to begin with and jettison the idea of saying they have anti-cheat is most people in the community 
if you did like a family feud like survey says if you surveyed gamers and like what's anti-cheat none of them would define it that way well it's all the things done in the background you know it's a constellation of efforts and you know gaming companies do everything they can to add to that constellation no they would say oh it's that thing I install that keeps people from cheating like if you surveyed most gamers that's what they would say they'd be like well yeah it's that thing I install it's like battle eye or something and like it bans people I don't know nobody has this new nuanced definition of anti-cheat some bungee's like no we have anti-cheat that's why people are like no you don't that's why there's a big debate about it legendary link I missed your brand new sub thank you legendary link for the brand new sub yo Kratoshi the homie I just realized Kratoshi thank you for 24 months that's a golden badge I just I I feel so bad about this because I think you're such a handsome you're such a handsome young man that you're Kratos and you rebranded and I never freaking caught that like you were in here you had the check mark and I was like oh Kratoshi Kratoshi and then I saw your picture the other day and I was like I'm a terrible friend <laughs> I, I am a terrible person for not realizing that you did a re a rebrand or a rename or whatever I'm awful and I'm I I feel I felt bad when I saw the picture. 14 months from jokes on you, thank you. I'm going to blame it on dad brain and busy brain and like all sorts of stuff that I'm doing, but I genuinely felt really bad about it, you know? I was like I couldn't believe it. Um at least I'm owning up to it, dad gum, and I could have just pretended like everything was fine and normal, but I never made that mistake. You fricks. Um Playing the kids is what I do. Didn't he take a big break from streaming too? It's not fair. It isn't fair. <laughs> anyway, Commander, how big do you expect the fall DLC to be? Does it need to be Forsaken size to keep the player base up? I don't I don't have any expectations about the fall. There's so many leaks and predictions. I don't have any. I'm just kind of waiting um, for Bungie to talk about it in the summer. Brosif, do you think that Bungie hasn't partnered with a forward-facing anti-cheat because of the big companies in the industry uh, they don't take an anti-cheat for a peer-to-peer environment I don't know, maybe maybe because of what they talked about like maybe um, they said like they have a unique way of people, like it's peer-to-peer but it's also servers, it's like a hybrid um, maybe <laughs> maybe they decided that like we have to build something from scratch right like maybe that's what's going on maybe like battle eye or steam is like listen it's kind of hard to make an anti-cheat to detect this because they're doing something different than the normal like garden variety anti-cheat here's my pushback on that okay it's still an aimbot and a wall hack it's it's software that's installed that's doing something extra Okay? There's got to be a way to detect that. Download the software, software, hack it up, and create something to detect it. And when they update to get around your detection, do it again. That's what anti-cheat does. Anti-cheat detects something else running and firing, and it's, 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 it's processes that should not be happening. It's something else going on. I don't think you can be like, well, we're peer-to-peer, so there's no, there's no anti-cheat for it. I don't buy that. I really don't. You know? I really don't. Teresa, May 69. Well, make up your mind. 
Uh, do you think that Titans have this in the bag? I it seem it depends. I don't know if they're gonna be able to push out a hotfix. So I think I really do. I think something nefarious is going on. I really do. I don't think. I, I don't think that uh, did they win again. By the way, I mean I think well uh, did they win again? Let's go check the tower. It's twenty minutes past. We'll go see if the flags move again at the thirty minute mark. <laughs> yeah. Um, James. If I'm on the same with a cheater and he gets banned, does that mean if I get banned being with teammates him with even though I didn't cheat? Well, they... I... (laughs) I feel like they're... um, I feel like it's a scare tactic. I can't see Bungie banning people for playing with cheaters. Unless you run literally card after card after card and they're blatantly cheating. Like, they have heavy all the time. Yeah, we'll stay in the tower and wait. It did it. It did it at like one thirty-one last time. We'll see if they move again. We'll, we'll just stand here in the tower. Um, if it was a pre-made fire team, not a match-made team. Well, right, 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 right. Let's be clear here. They're talking about like a pre-made fire team, not you matchmaking with a cheater. That's not your fault. That is not your fault. It, it has to be a pre-made fire team. But if you LFG, that's a pre-made fire team, right? You join up before you go into the game. Then, if you did, if you suspect somebody cheating, you're supposed to back out and report them. If you're in there and you're like, I don't know, this guy's making crazy plays and he's hitting almost every snipe. Seems like a waller or a or an aimbotter. I mean, I guess back out after the game is over and report them and don't play with them again. If Bungie sees you play with somebody for three or four games and then they see you submit a report and you never play with that person ever again. I can't see them banning you if they decide, well, that person's a cheater and so is anybody that played with them. If you play 112 games with somebody and consistently go flawless and they're doing stuff that's just pretty blatant, they have super all the time or heavy all the time or their snipers shooting like a machine gun, well, then, yeah, you should you should probably get banned too. You're not ignorant at that point. Yeah, I'm in Hush's video watching this take place. We'll see if it happens again. Parasito. Destiny should use VAC. Still doesn't take into account VAC bans. If Bungie's current involvement with Valve enough, seemingly only using detection. They said they're they're wanting to use more of VAC services, so that may be something they do in the future, Paris. They didn't go into specifics, but they did say they're considering um, utilizing more of, uh, of Steam stuff. More of their security features. Is there a communication problem about what exactly constitutes anti-cheat? Is it a specific program or overall framework? I basically already addressed this moments ago. I think Bungie's made a mistake here in that the general and accepted, you know, video game colloquialism is anti-cheat something I install that that prevents people from cheating, detects them, bans them, something along those lines. So, Arcanus. Do you think by adding dialogue straight from team directors is setting up a new standard for how for ways players to expect TWABs to be going forward? I feel some players expect this to be the minimum despite them only promising this for this season. Well, I, I think Bungie... This is this is where I, I do think... Well, you Bungie apologist. I actually think Bungie's done a pretty good job with communication, which is why I'm blasting them on this particular thing. Um... They actually consistently talk to us, encapsulate our feedback. I think Luke Smith's director's cuts have been stellar, and in some in some respects, they're unprecedented. Not a lot of companies do that. They don't have that level of, hey, 
we messed up and we're trying to make it right hey we hear you we overcorrected here or this isn't good right now or this is really lacking we want to refuel that we want to fix that i don't know i would actually say we get good communication from bungie this is why the anti-cheat thing stands out to me I feel like a lot of people are zeroing in on the anti-cheat communication because it stands out it's kind of like this is kind of uncharacteristic of you guys this stuff kind of seems like weirdly worded and talked about it feels almost kind of contradictory you know what I mean I think it's because we get such good communication that this stands out it's why all the bugs and glitches are getting so much criticism deserved criticism it's why all the bugs and glitches and disconnect are getting so much negative attention from the community. Because traditionally, we've never had a we've never had a time in the game like this. More glitchy and buggy than probably ever in the history of the game. Because traditionally, like this is one of those games that actually does a pretty good job, like not getting DC'd, not falling through the map, broken quest lines and stuff, like are actually few and far between. They generally that happened. It happened. I didn't catch it. I wasn't watching. (laughs) Come on, man. Come on. Titans aren't cheating. Dude, there has got to be something nefarious going on. We are now set to have a sixth day in a row. There, yeah, I think the net limiting, I think people are doing it. I think there's a, I think there's an undercurrent of people that wanted to hijack this event and they figured out how to do it. Hunters won day one because there's a junk ton of them. And I think now, I think Titans are just absolutely being used as like a, it, it, I think, I, I think something nefarious is going on. I really do at this point. El Pinto Loco. With recent news about adept mods on trials weapons, do you think mods can become the next bounty problem? Personally, I think the game can benefit more from a skill perk tree. Uh, I actually love the idea of an adept mod slot. Um, I actually, right before they announced that, the day before, I outlined that idea in a Q&A. Um, so, I actually like the idea, but in my video about it, I said, scalability is the concern. How do you keep from the best mods just always being around and being slottable and usable? I, that would be my question. How are they going to keep the scalability in check? That was my question when we got details about Armor 2.0. How do you keep me? How do you keep me from constantly never caring about armor if I create the best armor in in in, in season eight? What are you going to do in nine, ten, eleven, and beyond? You know, and they've tried to mitigate that with some of their their recent seasonal mod slot flexibility. To try to keep you always kind of pushing forward to get new armor sets. Uh, cheating has been a noticeable issue in this game since the game released on PC even when Blizzard on Blizzard's launcher. Why do you think Bungie waited until cheating was a major issue to do anything? Well, I mean, if they're saying there's been a 50% increase and they're banning, you know, 2,000 people a week, I would say they were managing it. They were, like, think about it. They were banning 600-something people a week. They were regularly kind of cleaning the game up. And, and, Trials brings a greater focus. It brings a greater focus to say, well, you need to win, you need to not lose, so cheating is more prevalent now. Trials kind of puts gas on that fire. 
I think there was a fire burning, and Bungie comes in, puts it out. Cool. Okay. Up oh, starts burning in, comes in, puts it out, and then Trials is like, "Oh, that's hilarious!" And they just dump a barrel of gas on it and just woof, and it spreads. And now Bungie's going everywhere trying to put out the fire, and they have more people trying to help to put out the fire, but they can't stay ahead of it. They went from banning 600 people a week to 2,000. Moak, 28. Do you think if Bungie is to do a situation awareness video, for example, of the current cheating types and how to spot them, that they can legitimately ban people? That, again, this just sounds like a lot of attention focused on helping us, you know, police the player pool. I I don't... Shouldn't they have expected this and planned for it sooner? Having anti-cheat when the problem is more manageable? It sounds like they did. They assigned more staff members. They did the DDoS protection. And then they're using some of Steam's, Steam's security measures with plans to use more. You don't know what they did or didn't do. From what I can see, they did stuff. It just wasn't enough. The cheaters have overwhelmed them. You can't get mad at somebody for being like, dude, there's a flood coming. Let's get ready. And they build trenches. They put up sandbags. They put up levees. And the water starts spilling over the side. Are you freaking kidding me? You should have done this earlier. Well, that's, I mean, come on. We're, this is a situation we're in right now. We're all ankle deep in water. Let's get the water out of here and try and build better levees and put more sandbags down. Like, they did a bunch of things. It just wasn't enough. The fact that DDoSing's not existent is honestly a really big win for the community that's not being felt because there's aimbots and wallers in every other game. Dude, I'm thrilled that I can just jump in and play Trials and not worry about getting knocked offline. Like, that's a, I don't want to overstate that, but that actually is a pretty big victory for PC users to not even worry about that. So, you know, I I don't know. In that analogy, the flood's already arrived. Trials was the flood. That's what I mean. I don't think the flood had arrived. I think they were keeping back cheating to a pretty minimum. 600 people a week. There wasn't a large need to do, like, flawless runs. And so I I think that it, it was easier for them to stay in front of it. Joke's on you with 14 months and then 29 months from Don Vino. Thank you. Uh, next question from Monkey says, do you think Bungie implementing third-party anti-cheat software to be installed is their end goal for anti-cheat? It doesn't seem that way, no. I didn't get any impression that they have a plan on doing that. It didn't seem like they're partnering with anybody in that respect. It seems like they're doing more in the background and trying to maybe lean more on Steam security measures. Elemental. Didn't they say that their networking structure prevents traditional anti-cheat? How would they get around that? I don't necessarily, again, I don't know if that's true. I don't know how their networking structure prevents you from scanning somebody's computer that's running a bot, that's running an aimbot. You know what I'm saying? Listen, when anti-cheat detects somebody using a bot, it's before the freaking game's even open and running. So I don't buy that. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't think that's why anti-cheat won't work. I, (laughs) I don't buy that. I, Fortnite being on dedicated servers has nothing to do with the fact that before Fortnite even boots up, it scans to see if I'm running anything nefarious. I, I don't have to use it in the game to get caught. Now, sometimes that's part of it. Sure, there is a level of anti-cheat because there was that funny clip of like Darkness429 went to shoot at a guy in Fortnite and the guy got banned. So clearly it detected that he was using something and it banned him. 
So maybe that, maybe like on the fly banning and detection isn't possible because there's no dedicated servers, but there's still anti-cheat that runs at an initial level to say, you have something installed, you have been banned, you can't play. You have aimbot 101 or whatever installed. You're done. Goodbye. It's not always while you're playing. That's why they install it at a kernel level because it can detect anything. It gets it's up and running, and then you open up the the bot. It detects it, catches you. You're done. Lord of Wolves. What do you think cheating is? Uh, why do you think cheating is mostly in PvP? I understand trials is super sweaty, but are there cheaters in nightfalls and raids? There's no way for me to know that, and it's not. There's no. There's no reason to cheat as much. I don't think in in raids and nightfalls. Um, okay next question if Bungie can break up our matches after a particularly one-sided game can't they use that mechanic to somehow detect games with fishy statistics like amount of revives or something like that this again is like why why does the after action report not catch somebody with a 99% revoker why Oh, this guy just got a 99% on his revoker. Okay, ding, watch him. Next game, did it again, ding, okay. One more time, does it again, ding, you're on probation. We have to we have to review your account. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you think, you'd think, you'd think there'd be a way, you know? Like, I watched the footage of the one guy that got called out, right? I got I watched the footage. The guy the guy is blatantly cheating. Blatantly, right? But just hard for the average user to catch it. I played against wall hackers in Quake 3. I know what to look for. I saw it. Plain as day. Just knowing when people are coming, moving the reticle to anticipate somebody coming around the corner, just blatantly obvious. Running something like that. But if you're if you're good about padding your stats, you're not going to get caught at the end of an end game action report. Those are going to be the people that are going to be harder to catch, because that's just a streamer who thinks no one's going to catch him. And anybody with a brain, yeah, the vid that Wish posted. Anybody with a brain can watch that vid and be like, that guy is clearly walling. Like, he's clearly walling. Like, it didn't. It, I I literally saw two things. And I was like, oh yeah, he can see people coming before they get there. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Shoots Wish and says, Wish is bodied, and then before his teammate, before Wish's teammate comes out above, he moves his reticle up, waits, and shoots. It's like, how'd you know that guy was was coming? He's pre-aiming the whole, t- almost every time. <laughs> he's always pre-aiming. Now, sometimes he's good about hiding it, but there's times where, like, your brain cannot ignore that stimuli. You see somebody coming, you raise weight and fire, and it's like, there's no way you should have known to do that. I guess Lumi and Vince don't have brains because they don't say it was cheating for sure. No, they they had commentary on Twitter to indicate that they pretty much saw what they thought was very, very fishy stuff. I saw stuff that was like, ah, uh, no, this guy, this guy is walling, 100%. And you're not going to catch that with statistics. You're not. You're just not going to catch that with statistics. Now, win ratios, maybe. Even some of the best players right now aren't going 35 and 1. You know what I mean? 35 and 1, even the best most stacked teams don't go 35 and 1 over the course of a weekend. You're somehow gliding over all the problems, you're somehow gliding over all the cheaters and you're 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 losing one out of 36 games. I don't know. 
Well, yeah, they don't want to witch hunt. They don't want to witch hunt. But again, that's my point is in that scenario, you got to comb over footage and have a very, very knowing eye to see it. And boy, I don't know. Once you see it, once you see it, come on, man. It's like you see it everywhere. You're like, yep, yep. There, 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 and there. Glad got a 47 win streak playing with Frost on day one. Well, no, 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 no. Day one, there were way more players, and they were it was way easier to go on win streaks. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about now with a dwindling player base and hackers. Nobody's going on win streaks like that anymore. Woods photo. What info from the TWAB seems currently implemented versus something in the future? I, I honestly don't know. I can't speculate about that. It's, it's too broad. They didn't really tell us. Last Dunadine. How does it work if you buy Shadowkeep only on Xbox and you get caught cheating in trials on PC? The account's locked on both platforms? Yeah, yeah, you, you get blocked. You get banned at like a... As far as I know, you get banned at like a... Uh, um, an account level, I would say. Uh, T-Funk. Is Spider too prevalent in Destiny 2? Are things too expensive in this game? Spider just feels like a band-aid to me for currency that just shouldn't be needed anymore. Yeah, I don't... It doesn't seem like we should need Spider. Um, we talk a lot about issues or problems with the game. What's your favorite part or aspects of the game? Man, I appreciate you asking questions like this. Somebody did this the other day. That's really not what Q&A is for. I usually say grinding for god rolls. That's usually what I like to do. Um... Dark Skinzo, do you think that higher skill players should just deal with short-term false positives in order to make auto-banning a more viable option? No, because I think if you set auto-banning to such a high threshold, you're really you're only going to get legitimate cheaters. You're not going to uh, accidentally ban Panda or Potato because the cheaters go beyond those guys' stats. Like it, <laughs> no. Uh, Slewfoot, it's is true anti-cheat harder to execute on peer-to-peer system? Yeah, we already had that question. Lord of Wolves. Off topic, but can Bungie afford to be more generous with loot? I don't want to talk about that right now because it is, as you said, off topic. We can discuss that outside of Q and A. Um, I'm going to try to do that more and more. People were get, you know, I've been I've been kind of harsh on certain questions. I'm just going to start saying, hey, we can discuss that outside of Q and A. Are you at all concerned about the amount of undetected cheats? The most worrisome thing in the TWAB to me was the sight, no sight of awareness that some cheats seem to go unnoticed. Well, they don't want to admit that openly, lightly. They're like, yeah, and then in, in, in addition to this, in addition that cheating's gone up 50% and we're banning 2,000 people a week, um, also, there's cheats that we can't even detect. Like, they're all, they're being pretty, they're, they're being pretty transparent to the point that it doesn't make the game look very appealing. What game developer wants to come out and say, yeah, we've seen an increase in 50% uh, in cheaters, and uh, we're banning 2,000 people a week. Oh, and before you go, we also want to make sure you know there are cheats that we can't even detect. (laughs) Of course I'm worried about that. I would think those would be the people you'd catch with reports and the system. The automated system. If you got the more blatant people out of the player pool... More in a more automatic way, then it might be easier to catch the people that are toggling because then more people would be reporting them because they'd stand out more. It's like you're less likely to report everybody right now because you're like, well, that guy was blatant, but I don't know about that guy. That could have been legitimate. It's hard to know. Papa Trolls. People seem to be behind the idea of playtime required, but can be easy to just macro 
whatever you want. I mean, you're basically just saying people are submitting the idea that we should require playtime, but then you're saying they're just going to get around it thoughts like there's no reason to submit this question homie you're basically saying people are saying this i don't think it's a good idea what do you think i mean i we've already addressed that maybe you weren't here for but like that's not really a question mw2 killer is anti-cheat an expensive thing to implement i actually don't know i don't know if it's expensive or not i don't know how how the pricing works uh jumpy reach with three months 50 months from snags welcome back snags uh patman uh, why does it seem that all metal net limit cheaters are titans? Because as I said a little bit ago, my Cliff's Notes here is birds of a feather. If you're going to try to cheat in this, you're going to want to see the impact of it. The only way you're going to see the impact of cheating in Guardian Games is if everybody secretly bands together and says, let's all do this on our titans. That's, that's, I'm not saying that titan users are cheaters. I'm saying if you're going to cheat, if you're going to do this and want to see the impact of it, you have to link arm in arm with other cheaters and, and target a particular class. Darth Jader. Does Bungie uh, need to update the report player options specifically to target more specific cheats? No, it's just a way to tag somebody as being suspicious. That's what their systems do in the background. Metal net limiting does not work. Nobody's proven that. Only have claimed that. I think it does work. I do. I think this happening every single day is proof that something nefarious is going on. Uh, Hobbit Spartan. Do you think backband should be applicable to Destiny? We've gotten this question so many times. I don't know if you want to be banning somebody from Destiny with a one-year-old backband from a single-player game or something. I I don't know. That's up to that's between Bungie and Steam. Backband should certainly be part of the consideration. You should be more, you know, more apt to be quickly reported and watched if you have backbands. You know, Doctor Laz. This may be getting a bit specific, but why do you think people like Cami Cakes weren't talked about talked to about trials where they could point some of this stuff uh, point out some of this stuff ahead of time? I don't know. I really don't. There's plenty of people. There's plenty of people they could have talked to that they didn't, and they talked to plenty of people that I'm sure helped. I don't know, dude. They don't really come out and say who they spoke with and why. Uh, dark. What would you suggest Bungie do about the post-band re-entry if 100 hours or a paywall won't really change much? This is where they have to partner with Steam. They gotta partner with Steam and use more security measures to make it more difficult for somebody to literally just create another account and jump back in. Whether that's, you know, hardware scans, IP numbers, I don't know. One guy in town. Do you think the ban itself is in a good place? Right now, if you get banned, only your account gets banned. You can just make another account and start playing again. Yeah, I mean, this is really related to the last question. I think they gotta they gotta lean on Steam, I think, to keep people from being it being that easy. Assuming the cheating problem gets solved eventually, do you think Bungie should turn their attention to win traders? I just don't care about that. Sorry, I don't I don't think that deserves any attention. They got so many other issues. They'll never be at a place where I want them to focus on win traders. I don't give a frick. Also, win traders should be way easier. It should be way easier to detect. Should not be that hard for Bungie to catch wind traders and ban them. Seriously, just run a report. It's bla- it should be blatantly obvious. Wow, you went all the way to the lighthouse and you never played a single game. Well, okay, ban. Like that's never gonna happen. Never in a million years is somebody gonna literally go to the lighthouse on all disconnects. You're a cheating piece of scum. Take your ban and go away. Wind trading should be really, really easy to catch. Now, do I want them focusing attention on it right now, P- Loco? I don't think they can. They're they're barely keeping up. They're barely keeping in front of the cheating. You know, 
uh, field goal. I've recorded a lot of footage against cheaters using unlimited ammo and supers through trials. Does Bungie have a place where we can submit videos? Yeah, it's on their website. Why is it that the first three games of my card have been flawless cards achieved by the opposing team? Should your games not be matched via cards like Game 6s against Game 6s? There's not enough people. There's not enough people. We went from 450,000 people to under 200,000. It's been cut in half. Been cut in more than half. There's not enough people to do consistent uh, card matching. There's not enough folks. Hooded. Uh, don't want to sound negative, but based on what Bungie has said, do you think that the cheating will actually go away significantly? Love the game, PvP in particular, but I'm scared for its future. This isn't a question. Uh, Serial Kira. As casual player, I don't play Trials. I would like to play uh, a time... I would like a playtime barrier. If they decided to do that barrier, how much should it be? I, I've already said that I disagree with the playtime barrier. I don't think it's a good idea. I think you're hurting people honest people and cheaters have proven that they don't give a crap about paywalls or playtime requirements. They don't care. They don't care. They're going to get around it. You're not going to stop the cheaters. You're going to stop. Maybe you might stop a percentage of cheaters, but I really think you're going to end up hurting more honest people than not. So that's plenty of questions. Uh, I'm not going to shut down. So if you want to stick around and continue to discuss these things, if I gloss over your question, you want to revisit it. That's fine. Sometimes people submit questions that I just don't think fit. And I'm going to start telling them, Hey, we can discuss this after Q and a. So if you want to do that, don't go anywhere. If you enjoyed this segment, be sure to click follow. That's the little heart button and turn on notifications. So you don't miss my streams. Uh, if you're listening to the other locations, you can always come in with say no to rage.com. Uh, if you want to join the discussions and as always, please like share and subscribe.